I have a friend with a lot of stories. His name is Christian. Yeah. This is Christian Stories. This is Christian Stories. Previously on Christian Stories. Uh, well, basically, um, like, uh, Drain Valley's, like, a lot of, like, really rich families and stuff. And... Drayton Valley welcomes you with endless opportunities. Our community is powered by each person in it. Drayton Valley. Powered by community. At the time all this was happening, you know, and, and again, I'm only 10 years old at the time. I just remember certain events, you know, and then, mm-hmm. you know, we're just moving to this town and, you know, we're, rarely did we get to go into the town. It's like on the outskirts, living out in the country. At that house, you know, th- there wasn't so many strange things, but basically after my mother passed, my uncle started building this new house. They were even bigger than the okay. last one, right? Like they're cute, okay. like nine bedrooms three four bathrooms like yeah oh, it, was, it was fucking gigantic biggest house i've ever lived in in my life like, it was huge mm-hmm. you know and he built it brand new and that's what always you know people are like oh it was haunted a haunted house over but this this place was built brand new right and we were the, okay we were the first people to live in it so uh you know he spends all this money building this giant house out there but uh it, you know it got set up in stages you know like it, parts of it would be built well he built the main piece so you could at least sleep inside of it but big parts of it wouldn't be built yet so like the basement the walls would be bare you know yeah it, unfinished it's yeah unfinished so there's just beams and plastic and uh yeah. you know, they, they haven't even put the insulation in a lot of walls yet so you just it's empty but we were all you know usually the kids like they built the, this huge basement for us right? the huge basement and the, the like gigantic play area in the basement where we could all like all, the, all of us kids could play yeah but when it wasn't finished you know, it's like the same cousin that uh, that thought it was his dog in the tree line. Like it was the same family, so we're you know, it's all we're all really pretty, pretty familiar with each other, and uh, we're we're all like having a sleepover again in the basement. You know, just uh, sitting up at night, you know, having fun visiting when you know, extra cousins come in. And just for background, about how many other cousins were living with you guys? There was nine kids in all of it. Nine kids. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. And on this night, there was even more because we had family from out of town visiting, you know. Okay. And not just family, there was like family and some friends. And uh, we're all in this one corner of the room. And um, in in the main room, there was a whole bunch of stuff that hadn't been unpacked. Just a bunch of loose boxes full of crap that they just moved in. Nothing had been unpacked yet. uh, They basically just set it all up in in the center of the room and some along the wall. Uh, So there was like a space in between the two piles. And uh, none of us, I don't know, knew what it was. It was just like a bunch of trinkets and pictures and, you know, family photo albums and shit like that. You know, like all the knickknacks that the adults had. Sure. You know? The things that don't require unpacking right well, it's, Exactly. It's all for when shit gets really built. You know? Might And might, might never get unpacked. Well, yeah. <laughs> basically could just end up in a storage room. But it, yeah. it, it's sitting there and, and we're having fun. We're playing. We had dogs with us. We had these two dogs with us. And uh, at, at a certain point, the dogs started growling like really like 
their ears go up first, you know, and they're looking over in this corner and we all heard it and there's a bunch of us. So there's something moving around in the corner and we all knew we were the only ones in that basement. And again, it's a brand new basement, right? So we're like, what the, what, what, you know, what the heck is that? And these dogs weren't just, it wasn't playful growling. It was like, uh, they were, they were, it was like lives were in danger. They were like, uh, it was like, you know, it was like they weren't themselves. Like they, they were extremely aggressive. They, they just became sure. extremely aggressive towards whatever was in this corner. I sensed yeah. something and wanted, went into protect mode. Yeah. And yeah. people start getting really freaked out. And I remember looking over and I, I could see something. It wasn't animal size. It was bigger. There was like a big shadow moving around over there. And, and somebody else must have seen it because everybody starts screaming. Right, I, I remember all my cousins just start screaming. Everybody, cousin, brother, whoever was there, people were screaming. And, you know, the girls start crying. You know, because they, they're just freaking out. They don't know what's happening. Right, and and again, the dogs are just going off. And you're, we're trying to hold the dogs back, but we could see something moving in that corner. It was like it was going through the boxes. You know, whatever this thing was. And it was just a, like a dark shadow, or yeah. Uh, like like a like a smaller person kind of hunched over kind of okay. looking at me. and it, like i couldn't see features just like a like a shadow of, of a person right. but it was going through a bunch of these boxes and it, even i it, i would became frozen paralyzed with fear so would you actually see the boxes being moved or yeah. like opened yeah or? i could see like the box flaps going in and out like yeah. like a, like something had opened the one and then put it back. Like I could see the flaps opening. And Were things being lifted out of them? Like uh, no, it, did I didn't see anything being lifted out. It was just like you could see a couple of the boxes. Like you'd see them open, you'd hear rustling, and then you like the box would shut again. Like and so it, like and that's what really started freaking people out because it's not an animal's not going to do that. You know, mm-hmm. you need opposable thumbs for what this thing was doing and you, you could hear it rummaging and it was it was it was really creepy you know and uh at a certain point because all the screaming our older cousin who was upstairs and our uncle they come down with a baseball bat and a hockey stick or something like that and and my uncle goes on one side of the pile and my cousin goes on the other side of the pile it's like they knew exactly where this thing was they could hear it upstairs like they, they could hear us screaming and they knew exactly where this thing was and they came down and they went right for it they went behind the pile and there was nothing there. They couldn't find anything. It was like whatever it was that was just gone. And it wasn't an animal. Like they, 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 you know, it, it, whatever it was, it just vanished. And uh, it was just, uh, I, I can't remember what happened afterwards because I, I remember we were all just rushed out of that basement, right? Hmm. And uh, I don't remember what happened afterwards. It was like we were so, like we were terrified to a point where like was this in the was this in the evening oh yeah it, it was later at night we were all supposed to okay yeah. yeah and the older kids were allowed to stay up upstairs or something like that but it uh yeah it, it was it was really really scary uh, i think we like we went to another part of the house and we all slept together somewhere else because we were just well, we didn't want to go back down to that basement you know and it was brand again it was brand new this place is brand new it's not haunted it's not a haunted house you know Right. And these were Jehovah Witnesses, you know, and yeah, so everything was like, like I said, like it, it was pretty structured. You know, they had all these encyclopedias that told them ghosts do not exist, and there's no such thing as Bigfoot. And here's the scientific evidence. You know, they, they could debate you on anything, you know, with their with their encyclopedias. Mm-hmm. So, 
for them to take it as seriously as I like I don't know what they chalked it up to what? like a raccoon maybe. yeah like well, <laughs> there's some wild animal in the base I don't know because yeah we never heard anything more about it it's not like we heard them say oh we got something or we, we caught it or anything like that it, like, right we're just gonna shut the basement door and we're not gonna think about it now you know it, it, you know we're, we're just gonna not think about it it, it must not have happened you know, or just and uh, nobody ever talked about it again except for like the people that were there but we never heard the adults talking about it again or, or even our older cousin you know but but I, I know what I saw and it wasn't a wild animal right uh, and it wasn't the, the last time we, we started encountering this thing or whatever it was like whatever these, these things were you know and okay um, <laughs> again this is before we even moved into the town like we're still like, You're on the country. This is, this is the second house we moved to, and it, it was like this little place called Rocky Rap, just outside of Drake Valley, right, right beside, okay. right beside this creek, right. So it's so it's the second house. We we we're a bit closer to the town, right, and um, and again, the, like that's where the like, I mean, the basement eventually became more and more finished as time went on, but when I finally got my room, we didn't have any doors yet. No, I don't remember ever getting doors on our room, like ever. But uh, I remember every night I would be trying to go to sleep. Uh, and again, I, I used to have a lot of problems sleeping. Just like clockwork, every night I'd be uh, laying in my bed and I'd look at the foot of my bed, uh, like on the wall beside the foot of my bed on my left side. And uh, a light would shine through my doorway but not like light, like, okay, if somebody turned a light on in the other room, that light would pour into your room. You know, it, not like that. It was like basically a doorway, like a perfect rectangle of light would rise up out of the floor two-dimensionally just on my wall. Almost like it looked like it was light beaming in from somewhere else, but it wasn't. It was like that part of my wall was illuminated. It almost, like a projection yeah, or something. like a projection of this light. And then I would see shadows of these short little things come running through this gate, like this light gateway or whatever, this doorway. I would see them come rushing through, scuffling through, and you could hear them scuffling through. And then the, then this light would go back down into the floor and disappear, and then everything would go dark again. And that's when I would start hearing shit. I would, like, just in the room outside, like behind me, like the main room where we all played, you could hear things moving around out there. And then I would hear my younger brother, like, not crying, but like calling to me. He, like, right. he's freaking out, he's scared. And then I would go in the room. And I, it took everything I had like, to, to get up and go out in that, oh God, it, like, out in that main room where I knew, I just knew these things were they're out there, out there, you know? And go, right. go into my little brother's room and he's freaking out. He's like, there's something peeking around the corner at me. What's there? Like, Tell, tell me there's something what's there like I was like and I was like there's nothing there don't, don't, don't worry about it there's nothing there no it's okay like I'm looking right now there's nothing here he's like no I saw it like I saw something peeking it kept peeking around the corner I was like no there's nothing right and then uh, we turn the lights on and there's nothing there and, and eventually he could fall back asleep but it's like I, I knew there was something out there right? 
Yeah, you're just won't. you're just worried about getting your brother back to sleep. Yeah, exactly. Right. I'm not trying to make yeah. it worse for him and say, "Yeah, I saw a light on the wall," and they all came through the fucking light on the wall. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. Make yeah. it fucking worse, right? Like, no, like I, I wasn't trying to do that. So, I try to calm him down. You know, and he goes back to sleep. And I go back, and it, it, you know, and that would be if that was the most of it. They could, right? And you just try to get to sleep, right? But again, it, it was very difficult because it's a terrifying pitch black giant basement you're trying to sleep in and i mean it, it was ridiculous sometimes you know so um one day it was me and my brother and my cousin everybody had gone to town and we were left back there with the dogs you know and you know and we we're just chilling making food goofing off one weekend and we heard like we had this weight set in the basement okay yeah and we heard this loud, loud crash in the basement, like this is extremely loud crash in the basement. And, and uh, I had just finished making like a big, huge lunch, like big, giant omelet, toast, right? <laughs> and as we hear the crash, and I go running downstairs. Me and my cousin, my brother, we go running downstairs, and all the skis that were on the wall, and the entire weight set, and everything has been chucked across the room. Like the, the the skis are chucked across the room, all over the all over the like the living room, the play area, and the weights like all the weights have been thrown across the room. How far would they have about about moved? The skis like at least ten feet, and the weights like same thing, but in another direction. Like the skis had gone one way, and the weights had gone another way, right? So almost like like a spreading out of all directions, kind of. Yeah, like. Uh, it was loud. I remember that, like the sound of all the yeah. skis hitting the floor, right? But like, th- it was like a big pile of skis all leaning against the wall, and and the weight alone of it, yeah. like it's, it's something that would throw that. Like it's not just going to happen on its own, you know. It, and it's not just some gravity would have done. Something had to push all those fucking skis like as hard as they could just, just across the room, you know. And uh, we weren't really worried. Like, it just freaked us out, but we were more worried about the mess because we knew, like, these are Jehovah's Witnesses, man. They're going to freak out. Like, their house isn't clean or whatever. Like, they're going to come home and give you shit, you know? So we're like, we got to clean up this mess for you, right? Like, so we, we, pick, we yeah. pick up all the skis, we pick up all the weights, and we put it all back. And, you know, and, and none of us are, we're not trying to talk about it, right? Like, because, but all of us are shaking, you know? I go back upstairs because I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to eat my lunch, right? I go back upstairs and I sit down and eat my lunch and my plate is empty, but it's not just empty. It's completely clean. Like no food ever sat on it. And you had food on it. A, giant, a giant omelet loaded with stuff. <laughs> you know, I okay. spent like how long cooking it, cooking the bacon to put in it. Like, oh, it's like a loaded bacon cheese and like, oh my God, all this stuff in the omelet. And, and all this toast and it was just gone like and, like it never existed though like the, the plate was it's not like it was licked clean it was like mm-hmm. you had just pulled it out of the cupboard you know and, and then placed it on like somebody switched the plate or whatever but we all were in the basement we were the only ones in the house you know and it was oh, like I just I'm not freaking out but like say okay who did this like which one of you did this like which one of you guys did yeah. this like who, who did this and the only other living thing in that house was this very small dog that couldn't have made it up onto the table anyway nor eaten that much food and like i even checked the dog's mouth or like i don't know i was just like did the dog eat it all right but i did and i kind of think oh like at first i was like okay i'll just chalk it up to maybe the dog did get up on that table and ate it all right because i was already freaked out enough right 
surprising yeah. how much a dog will eat. Yeah, exactly. So I get up and I make myself another giant fucking omelet, you know, <laughs> with toast. <laughs> and I sit down and I eat it. And I get up and I've got my dirty dishes. And I fill up the sink with water and I throw that fucking dish in the water, right? And as soon as that plate hit the water, that entire omelet and the toast was in the fucking water all of a sudden. Like, it, it, like wherever, like, it, um, like the water made it uninvisible or something like that, or it, uh, basically as soon as the plate hit the water, the, the, the omelet reappeared and the toast reappeared on that plate. And I was just looking at a sink full of omelet and toast. And what? And I was just like, what the f And I, I, I froze. Like, I, I froze. And I, I remember thinking, I'm not alone right now. Like, uh, it's not that it's just me and my cousin and my brother. There's something else in here with us. Right? Mm -hmm. and, and I didn't say anything. I picked up. I, I dug all that fucking, like all those, all that egg and all that toast out of the water. <laughs> I threw it in the garbage. Yeah. And that's when it kind of started happening. I would put something down, turn around to grab something and turn around and it would be gone. Disappearing object phenomenon or DOP. Typically, DOP involves an object that the person has just been using or that they invariably keep in one particular place. When they go to use the object, it is gone. The person looks high and low for that object, often getting others involved in the search, but it cannot be found. A short time later, or perhaps the next day, the person may be surprised to find that the object returned to the spot where it was always kept or in some other obvious place where the search should have found it. What happened? Where did the object go? Why did it disappear? How was it returned? What forces are at work in this highly strange yet relatively commonplace phenomenon? There are several possibilities, from the mundane to the peculiar to the profoundly bizarre, both psychological and paranormal. These possibilities include absent-mindedness, borrowers, poltergeists, teleportation and or wormholes, temporary invisibility, and dimensional shifts or in Christian's case, these creatures. I heard, it was under my aunt's bed, we were in the one room, and I kept hearing this popping noise moving towards me from underneath her bed. And my cousin and my brother, they were in the very next room, and I started screaming as loud as I could for them to come and help me, and nothing and this popping sound kept coming closer and closer and closer to me underneath the bed and and i was frozen like i was paralyzed and it took everything i had screaming and then finally i break free and i go out just to the next room i said yeah what the hell you guys you know i need i need your help like why well, you guys didn't come in there and help me they couldn't hear anything they said they didn't hear me screaming at all you know so it was like um just in like the reality of this house like or something like that it could, it could manipulate what we were hearing and stuff like it, it um right like like you were saying you, you you don't even remember having doors so well yeah not in the basement but I, you, I, you should you should be able to be heard in a house yeah, right exactly and i mean this was my aunt and uncle's door that i was so they they did have a door but it was open but for the fact that they couldn't hear me screaming as loud as i was screaming it was very very strange right 
So right. it was it was after that. Like I remember thinking, I remember thinking, what the fuck was that noise? Right? Like, well, what the hell was coming to get me from out of that bed? It was really it was creeping me out. And one night I'm in the I was downstairs in my room, and uh, I uh, I wasn't thinking about any weird shit. You know, I was just hanging out, drawing something. I think we were playing a role playing game. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle role playing game I used to play. I was doing, I was reading a book, something to do with it, making a character, some shit like that, right? I played that as well. Oh, yeah. And so it's not like I was expecting anything weird to happen. In fact, I was mm-hmm. quite a fucking decent, pretty good boot. I was having fun. Like, we we're getting ready for this adventure. My brother was going to be the game master. Like, we were all excited about it. Yeah. So uh, I get up, I take a break, and I start walking towards the the stairs that go to the upstairs of the house just one staircase that goes up from the basement and I walk through the main living room and as I get past the main living room I turn to go up the stairs I see uh, like an arm from uh, like a lanky person's arm duck down behind this uh, behind this big cabinet that we uh, like an entertainment stand and uh, I I thought it was my cousin because he was kind of skinny and lanky I thought he was like, like it, looked, it looked like a human arm yeah kind of it just looked like his elbow right and, and I was just yeah. like I thought it was him so I thought he was fucking trying to play with him I was like yeah hey, I saw you like I saw you I saw your fucking arm like I saw your arm I saw it I was like come out I was like you have to come out of there I command you to come. I was like I command you to come out of there right like because I was I thought I was joking around with my cousin right like my god yeah and uh what's it was like as soon as I said that I, I, I was looking at its back and I realized this is not my cut. That's not my cousin. Right. And it's, uh, it's hard for me to talk about it. Well, they basically just described it. I realized that this thing wasn't wearing a shirt or pants or anything. And it didn't have any, it had really, really wrinkly skin. And I was like, that is not my cousin. And it stood up and it turned around and it came out from behind this cabinet. But it wasn't just this one thing that came up from behind a cabinet. I don't know if you've ever been in the basement of a newly built house. There's all these support struts in the basement, these metal support struts. And they're pretty small, but it's like a pole that has, you know, and then you set the height and you put a pin through, like a big, huge strut pin through it, you know, and it supports, you know, it's your, your support struts. Yeah, they're... Yeah. Yeah, and you can you can raise and lower the height. Yeah, I, I know what you, exactly what you mean. But yeah. you know that thing's not very wide. One of these things yeah. stepped out from behind that support strut, and and another one came up from behind. Like it was laying somewhere near the floor. Another one was behind a couch. Like there were several of them. All came out of these weird hiding spaces that didn't make any sense to me. And I, like I, they, they had they looked like these little wrinkly old men that were bald and completely hairless and naked but they had odd weird hairs poking out of weird but like just random spots that didn't make sense like just weird fucking hairs and their eyes were just really big and buggy not like you know people oh i saw a gray alien no it was like they had almost human-esque eyes that were like just really wide open like just staring at me mesmerizing like a friendly look to it but there was nothing friendly You're, friendly about this thing, right? Do you remember how many? I, I Several. Like, I fixated on the one right in front of me that I originally told to come out. And all I, I, I looked around. Some of them were taller than others. And, like, they, they looked like they could shrink and get bigger based on, like, inflating themselves and deflating themselves. 
because like their skin was all wrinkly but it looked like the wrinkles were to make itself skinnier or larger like um that's the only way i could describe it like they like they could inflate deflate something like that and but the skin didn't look like human skin it was like some other kind of color was it like a lightish like a brown beige color was it that whole color pretty much all over all of them have the same color the same kind of skin the same body type just some were taller some were smaller and like they all had these little weird hairs kind of like they, 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 i don't remember looking at their feet because i just couldn't look away from the one's eyes and i just they started they just they were looking at me they were all just staring at me looking at me moving in closer towards me and i just i put my hand up in front of its face and i just started screaming like i just didn't want to see its face anymore and i just i put my hands up in front of my eyes and my face and i screamed and i just remember screaming and like um as loud as i could and i remember kicking my legs i i remember uh just it, just a blackout after that just and then i'm in my bed and it didn't make sense because i i wasn't in my bed to start with but it's like oh they just put me mm-hmm. in my bed and make me think i was dreaming that but i wasn't because i was again i was working on a ninja turtles character at the time traumatic experiences too like yeah exactly you you your brain your brain sometimes takes those things away to to protect you right yeah. so and uh, it would make sense it could it makes a lot of sense that if you saw something that crazy your your brain might just say nope you can yeah, just fuck that up. yeah yeah and i remember yeah. coming face to face with those fucking things man like i it, it was uh, it was one of the most terrifying things that that had ever happened i was just like these are the things that are doing all this in the space these are the things that are in this house with us like this, that's what i keep seeing coming through that light every night mm-hmm. it's them right this is the you know it, it's them every every single fucking time you know and yeah and, like i figured it had to be what else could it be like, it had to be those things right but i never told anybody about that i didn't tell my cousins about it i didn't tell my aunt fucking uncle. i lived with that for fucking years right i i, I can't remember maybe i told somebody about it i don't remember i just i remember even to this day just the way that thing's eyes looked at and how i couldn't move when it did it's like yeah paralyzing fear i i wanted to run i wanted to i don't know but it was like i just wanted to crawl out of my body i didn't want to be there anymore so it's like you're saying yeah like the the fight or flight yeah. kicks in and you're you're just probably running on only yeah. adrenaline and, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly right so <laughs> things calm i mean it, i mean it's got the hairs on the back of my neck standing up yeah, right and, now uh, dude i'm like <laughs> the thing is i was convinced that that was the thing going through all those boxes or as well as things right but now have you ever like i know you you've researched a lot of paranormal things so like have you ever run across something that was that you think maybe could be the, an explanation or two, two or... things came up from what i was seeing there one was the high behind the high behind is a nocturnal fearsome critter from american folklore that preys upon humans that wander the woods and was blamed for the disappearances of early loggers when they failed to return to camp as its name suggests the hide behind is noted for its ability to conceal itself when an observer attempts to look directly at it the creature quickly hides behind an object or the observer 
and therefore cannot be directly seen. The hide behind uses this ability to stalk human prey without being observed and to attack without warning. Their victims, including lumberjacks and others who frequent the forests, are then dragged back to the creature's lair to be devoured. The creature subsists chiefly on the intestines of its victim and has a severe aversion to alcohol, which is therefore considered a sufficient repellent. Tales of the hide behind may have helped explain strange noises in the forest at night. Early accounts describe hide behinds as large, powerful animals, despite the fact that no one was able to see them. You can hide behind, it can hide behind anything, hide behind a stick, like it can make its body as big or as small as it needs to to hide behind anything. And I remember that's what I, I was like, this thing could deflate and inflate. It, hide, it hid behind a fucking support strap. Its entire body fit yeah. behind that fucking support strap. That, like, how the, like, you know. And the other thing was, like, the other descriptions people had given of, like, uh, uh, they, they, people that just called them goblins, for lack of a better term. A goblin is a monstrous creature that appears in the folklore of multiple European cultures, first attested in the stories from the Middle Ages. They are ascribed various and conflicting abilities, temperaments, and appearances depending on the story and country of origin. They are almost always small and grotesque, mischievous or outright malicious, and greedy, especially for gold and jewelry. They often have magical abilities similar to a fairy or demon. Similar creatures include brownies, dwarfs, duendes, gnomes, imps, and kobolds. But like I was, I, it wasn't like oh I saw gray aliens. What I saw was not a gray fucking alien. But it, it, it was, uh, it was something else, man. Like that wasn't what. Well, well, the thing is, and I remember this. I I hadn't been exposed to any of that culture yet. The, the whole gray alien thing. Like right. well, I hadn't. I'm coming out of this cult, you know. And I was told what UFOs were were angels, and, and it's are your dead relatives flying around, you know, when they're dead, flying around like UFOs. And they said, you know, that'll be me one day too, right? So that's all I thought it was. Yeah. <laughs> but I hadn't been exposed to the other side of it yet. What what the mainstream people talk about as far as you know, what what they see inside of a UFO or what they've encountered, or even just the the entertainment side yeah, of it, exactly. movies exactly. and stuff. And at yeah. the time, I don't know, like. It was, I don't remember there being a lot of stuff about it yet. It was still pretty, you know, it wasn't quite as big. It was nowhere near as big as it is now. Anywhere near as big as it is now, you know. So I didn't know what the hell I was seeing at all. Or And, and, and again, I didn't really talk about it. I think I might have told my best friend at school or something about it, right? Because he kind of became interested. And he was like a hunter and a tracker, right? And he heard about the phenomenon we were dealing with not just in the house but like like yeah we were seeing these things inside right but it wasn't mm -hmm. inside there was shit going on inside and outside right so like one of the like the, the things that would happen inside is like my cousin would hear like he'd be in the house by himself and he'd hear somebody break in upstairs and he'd think oh my god the house is being robbed so he'd run out of the house and and run try to run to my grandmother's down the road and he would look at the window that was smashed and it's not smashed but he knows he heard that window smash and he knows he heard people climb in and start robbing the place. So, and then he runs out of the house and the window's not broken. So like that, that's the kind of stuff that's going on like in and around the house, like and, and that like it's controlling our perception or whatever, right? But then yeah. we also had what a lot of people would call missing time. Again, I'd never heard of missing time before. 
Missing time is a commonly reported event that is related to reports of alien abductions. Quite often an abductee will have no memory of a large period of time. One minute they will be leaving their house and then suddenly come aware that they are back at their house and multiple hours have passed somehow instantly. Sometimes these periods can be recalled through hypnosis and eerily, the reports often share similar experiences with other abductees. But mm-hmm. uh, another cousin had come to visit and we're basically, uh, you know, we're kind of messing with each other, you know, it's, it's uh, a bunch of guys messing with each other, right? And <laughs> me and my one cousin, uh, are sitting in one room and my, my two brothers and our other cousin there in another room uh, they were talking about some of the weird stuff they were filling him in on some of the weird stuff that was going on in the house right like things moving around and shit kind of scared him and I, I talked to my one cousin because uh, our, our youngest cousin he was like not really a toddler just coming out of toddler so he could talk in or he's you know coherent but still talking shit right he was kind of childlike but he's sleeping you know and um just in the wood bed by himself. And we're like, okay, he's asleep. We don't got to worry about it. Let's go mess with my brothers and my cousin. And let's scare the shit out of him, right? So we grab like a hockey stick and put goggles on the end of it. We creep over and, and they're in there talking about like, oh, what if, what if, what if there's like, what if these things are going to come in here and get us or whatever, right? And as soon as they say that, I shove this hockey stick with the goggles on it through the, like it's on a door, but it's like a blanket hanging over a doorway. And oh my they, mm-hmm. Like my one cousin, we did a backflip over my brother's head. Like they were just terrified, like scared the shit out of them. We're laughing. It didn't really take that long. It's not like it, this little prank we played took long. Like I don't know, like a half hour tops, right? Not even 15, yeah. 20 minutes, right? Like we, we didn't spend a lot of time doing it. They were mad at us and we're laughing at them, shit like that. Thinking, oh, it's hilarious, right? Because we just probably pranked them or whatever, scared the hell out of them, almost gave them a heart attack, yeah. right? So we're laughing. We head back to the bedroom where our little, little cousin was sleeping. And he's sitting in his bed, in the bed that he was just sit, sleeping in by himself. He's now sitting up, surrounded by teddy bears. And we're just like, where did you get all your teddy bears? So well, I, I brought them back down when when I came back inside. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, well, I went outside for a while. They came, they took me out in the woods. So what do you mean? He's like, my teddy bears took me out in the woods. And then when they came back, we just came in here and we sat down. And I'm just like, what the fuck? I look over. And it was like three hours had passed from what should have been. From when you did the prank. minutes was was like it went from midnight to three in the morning. And, and he's just sitting there saying that they took him outside into the woods and they just brought him back. And he's sitting there surrounded by these teddy bears that weren't in the basement. And he would have had to come past us to go upstairs to get his teddy bears. And he did, he did, you know, like it. So it was like we had lost three hours and what had just happened, right? And I don't know. We, uh, <laughs> we didn't really know what to tell him. You know, I didn't know how to take that, you know. What kind of explanation is there for that? You know, and it, it's what is taking him out in the woods at 12 in the, at night that looks like his teddy bears, you know, and uh, well, for sure, it was a while later that uh, my one brother said that, well, like sometimes we'd sleep outside on the trampoline or out on the porch 
you know, just because it's like peaceful out in the middle of nowhere, you know, it seems like, you know, it's like stars and everything. He said he heard something walking in the field and he looked out the field and he saw something that looked like our little cousin and something on either side of him holding his hand, like walking with him out and towards the trees. And then he just went back to sleep and didn't think about it. Like he was, oh yeah, no, and, and he, he was just like, oh no, don't worry about it, just go back to sleep and did. But he, he said he like he knows he saw like something the size of our cousin being led by these two. He said they were humanoid, right? But again, so were those things I saw in the basement. They're humanoid, right? But they, you know, they they yeah. picture shifting weren't people though. You know, but it, I, I couldn't help but think: Are these things actually coming? Did they actually come in here and take them out there in, in the woods? And what do they do? What do they do with them? Right? But after, yeah, but after that, nobody talked about it. Like we all just had to let it go because we, we were never going to get any explanation like, ever. We couldn't explain it. We we talked to our parents and our aunts and uncles. We'd say we were seeing these weird things, and this is happening. That's happening. And all they would ever say is, "We have an overactive imagination." You know. They just oh yeah. well you know what you you kids just have an overactive imagination and you know, that's just it's just running away with you you know there's no fucking way some of that was our imagination because we were finding tracks outside gigantic footprints right and it wasn't like a Sasquatch track you know like I've seen plastic casts of those things I've never seen a Sasquatch track myself but I did see these weird tracks right there's a big oval heel at the back, right? And then three oval toe pads at the front. The, the back of the foot is skinny that it tapers out into this wide, like almost like a natural snowshoes, almost, you know how that shape is? They're thin at the back and wide at the front. Yep. It was like that. But there was three big toe pads at the front and one big heel pad at the back. Like they were soft, like a cat, you know, like a, you know those, those pads on the bottom of a cat's foot, those uh, like the little right. soft pads, it, it almost resembled that, right? The, the the big heel one and the three at the front, but they were all the same size. These these heel pads, or these heel and the toe pad. and and much <laughs> much much bigger than say like a cougar. Oh well, th- well that's the thing. Like my my one buddy from school, he, he was saying like that's probably just it's either a rabbit hopping, right, or it's a cougar, right? And I bet you I'm gonna come out there and I'll, I'll show you because he's hunted and he's tracked with his uncle and his dad. He's like, no, no, no yeah. trust me. He's like, I've got a book on all the footprints, and I'm gonna take it out there. I'm gonna put it to you. Don't even worry about it. It's nothing weird going on. It's just a good yeah. yeah, I'll figure it's it like, out. Oh, it's gonna be okay because it was kind of scary. It's like, what are these big? Because they're like 12 feet apart. These footprints, and um, so we arranged for sleep. Oh, you know, can can my buddy come have sleep over? You know, of course, you know, once in a while. So he comes out, and he brings his like he he, he would hunt with a slingshot, and uh, I don't know. I was bought like. They bought me like a bow and arrow set. Like I was in grade five at the time, grade five, grade six, right? And uh, so I go out with my bow and arrow set. He goes out with a slingshot, and we all load up onto this quad. It's my my brother and my cousins and my like my half brother. There was like a whole bunch of us. It was like all the kids that, that were in the house were all going to go out on this little adventure, right? He's going to show us. He's going to show us that it's just nothing to be afraid of, right? And uh, so yeah. You know, we all pile on the quad. Just a bunch, just a bunch of kids out on out on the go. Oh, like yeah, man. Just out, just out going, man. Like the all, Goonies, <laughs> all riding on the same quad. Just a bunch of us, like a like a bunch of soldiers on a tank. You know what I mean? Like just like that. We're all just like rolling on the quad. And, right. 
we were having a blast, man. Like we were having a great time. And, and uh, we get out to this one area where we had uh, seen a couple of, like the most tracks. And we get into the woods because I'm like, okay, well, we got a little bit, guaranteed we'll find some of these tracks and I'll show you, right? So we get off the quad. We all go into the tree line and what it was, it was, I mean, there's no way you could miss it. Like the, the, the entire canopy, like it was like this little clearing inside the woods. The entire canopy was painted with something, like some animal's blood. Some animal had been completely torn to pieces. I, I don't mean like eat, like, you know, you'd see like an animal that's been devoured. I mean, there were parts of it thrown fucking everywhere. Right, like little bits of it thrown here and like it had exploded like it exploded and like the like all the entire canopy had been painted by the blood in that explosion like a pink mist had just like spray painted um this, this whole area like this whole clearing and there was a very large area where where there were just bits of this animal laying everywhere twisted and like mangled in and my friend was just i i could see his face right now i was just like is this like he's talking about like this is a cougar that does this he's like I don't think a cougar does this right? I don't think a cougar can do this right? and he's like looking at me like uh, he doesn't know what the fuck he's looking at right? like a cougar yeah there'd be blood but not like this like literally it was like something had to that animal had to explode to get the blood, blood everywhere right. like arterial spray enough wouldn't be like you'd have to spend how much time painting the fucking trees with this thing right it was Right. If it if it was a if it was a cougar or a bear, you'd see you could see a lot of blood, but you it would be just be dragged a uh, drag marks with some yeah, blood. Yeah, exactly. Trail, right? right. And but it wasn't like that. Yeah. And people are like, oh, cousins are starting to freak out, man. Or would start to get scared. And it's at that time when I, I we start we start hearing something big in the woods, like something really big move towards us. And I look up and I can see trees like moving apart, like something's. Putting their, putting its hands through the trees and pushing them apart. Not like antlers coming through a tree line. Like not like it's pushing them all forward. But I mean, like if you took your hands and put them between some grass and you split, split the grass apart like that, that's what was happening with these trees. Like these trees were parting and it was moving straight towards us. And everyone starts screaming and running. Right. And uh, I remember I could see exactly where it was coming from, so I shot an arrow at it. And he started whipping, like, he started shooting these fucking, like, slingshot BBs at it, right? And then and then we just yeah. ran, right? Like, we, we ran because it was getting close and to the point where I was, it was like I knew it was right in front of me, but I couldn't put, like, I couldn't quite put where it was. Like, I, I knew it was, I knew I was looking right at it. It was close. I could hear it. It was right in front of me, but I couldn't see it. And so I ran, right? And uh, it was we all hear the sound of the quad fire up and we look over and my half brother has jumped on the quad by himself and is just leaving us all there. And he's just taken off on this fucking quad. Like he's just like, fuck the rest of you. <laughs> he takes this fucking quad and he just books and everyone's running after him. Like what the fuck is wrong with you? You know, like everyone's terrified running and screaming. And I get mad because he's like, well, I'm like, what is he doing? Like, he's just leaving us here, you know, Run, running for his fucking yeah. life. Right. And, and so everyone follows suit and I'm the last one out of that fucking tree line and, I just, and I'm running and all of a sudden I can only describe the feeling as like something put its hand on the top of my head and stopped me dead in my tracks and turned me around really slow and took my eyes up 
right directly into the, the gaze, the stare of this thing that was looking at me from basically the top of the trees. It was, I could see its head and its shoulder just peeking out from behind this evergreen. Uh, but I could see its eyes, like clear, clear. And I could see the fur on it, like the hair on it. And it was fucking huge, man. And again, I was smaller at the time, so I'm, I'm guessing like a t- somewhere between 15 and 20 feet tall this thing was. Bigger than a human, bigger than a fucking moose, whatever the fuck they, I can't remember what they tried to tell us it was, a bear or whatever. Like, so I'm looking at it, I'm looking it dead in the eye, and its hair, I realized I must have been looking right at it, and I'm pretty sure I was, but its hair looked like great big kind of beige pine needles brownish beige pine needles like uh like a like trees kind of look when they're dying in the autumn it looked like a great big like four or five inch long pine needle is what its hair looked like and i realized that we were probably standing right beside it and couldn't see it because it's so big and it just looked like a part of a tree or it just looked like a tree and i just thought i was looking at a tree and i ran but i was looking at it in its eyes it had these weird brown eyes like they it's not like they glowed like a reflection or a glow coming from behind it this this, this weird brown glassy like eyelid like these eyes that it had okay. I couldn't move and it was just like I, I knew that if I turned around like if I took my eyes off of it it, it could just take as soon as I didn't look at it or if I turned to run at that moment I, I basically this thing could take me even from where it was like it was a good ways away it's not like it was like a few feet away from me it was like I don't know it was a good ways away from me 10 15 meters or so and okay. maybe even more and I just like it's hard to remember because like I'd have to be I'd have to be standing in front of some trees to kind of get the, the, the gauge of where the, I just remember thinking this is the biggest living thing I've ever seen in my life like standing there staring at me from behind these trees and I start hearing people screaming my name and that's when like everything kind of broke I turned around and saw them all screaming at me <clears throat> and then I turned back and it was gone like I didn't step back into the tree and then I ran and I was able to call sorry when you were looking at its yeah. face like you said you saw its face peak. like how would you describe well no I didn't see a face I saw its eyes just its eyes because it was like uh, I saw like the head the basically the right side of its head and its right shoulder and arm kind of sticking out from behind the tree line like um, like it was peeking out from behind this evergreen right so the bottom the bottom of the evergreen stuck out where its legs would have been so it was like covering it but it was like just the top of it sticking out from behind this evergreen looking at it so I just had that slant of the evergreen kind of in front of its face and I could mm-hmm. just see that eye like just looking at me, right? So I, I couldn't see a mouth or a nose or anything like that but it, just that eye, you know? He's cool. no. Humanoid looking? No, like like they were reflective, sort yeah. of like like almost like they glowed. You know, like, like brown, okay. black, but glowing. It was really, it was eerie and I just remember thinking that it, that it was the thing that made me turn around because I didn't want to turn around it was like something was grabbing the top of my head and turning me around but there was nothing actually topping the, touching the top of my head but it 
at the same time it felt like something had grabbed me by the top of the head and spun me around. Like I had no, I, I couldn't choose whether I wanted to or not. You know? Yeah. Wow. So okay. I, yeah. And after that, like I broke concentration there was like, I, I, my focus left there and I was able to like get away from it, just kind of run back, catch up with everybody else. Excuse me, but I did not like, I didn't tell anybody about it. No one and else, no one else saw, saw it because everyone was too busy running after the quad. Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. like that, that, and we'd find those tracks everywhere. And he even said, I've never seen a track like that before in my life. Like he had no idea what the fuck he was looking at that, that hunter, that tractor, he had no idea. And he didn't ever want to come back out there, but he said, Don't whatever it was, the phenomenon followed him to his house in town. Because he said things started happening in his bedroom at night that never happened before, and he he attributed it to like something that hit like hitchhiked with him from where we were back to his house, right? So and he was terrified, right? And, uh, Do you remember any of the things he said? Well, that he was said happening? he heard like a, something struggling, like the sound of some a small creature struggling with weight, like. Eh, eh. <laughs> like kind of like that and he looked over him and he saw his full okay. laundry hamper slowly inching its way towards the door and he he sat up and he had this big bowie knife by his bed and he took that bowie knife out and he threw it at his he threw it at his uh, he, well he threw it right through his laundry hamper and then then he heard something scuffle mm-hmm. away and, it's, and then he did, like he said he couldn't sleep the rest of the night he just sat there till the sun came up and then he went over and he looked at the basket and they, like he saw where the knife had gone through but there was nothing there but he, but something had been moving his his laundry hamper towards his his, uh, his bedroom door or something like that they heard the bed out to, out into the okay. main area so if you if you had to um like thinking back at the at that creature yeah. that you saw in the woods would it be possible that it could have been a um, one of those hide behinds you were well, references before? But I'm not large? sure about that because I, I went. Or did it have like did it had a distinct kind of different well, look? Um, that's the only time I like saw it. Saw it. Well, most of the time we we would hear it. Like I know my aunt saw it looking at her window at her one night, and she pretended she didn't. But I remember her telling us all about this thing staring at her from. And her bedroom was like a good 14, 15 feet off the ground. It's like head boulder. Yeah. Yeah. Second, it was staring at her window. Kind of thing, yeah. Right. But, but again, she's a Jehovah witness. So she, it didn't happen. Right? That's not what happened. It was just my grandmother standing outside her second story window and looking at it for no, like that. There wasn't any uh, escaped giraffes oh, from the zoo. Yeah, we're all in the country, right? <laughs> like, uh, well, but they're like, yeah. oh, it's not a Sasquatch. And I'm like, well, I never said it was a Sasquatch. Right? Like, I never said it was a Sasquatch. That's a weird thing. Yeah, so they, they pull out all these books, you know, and all these encyclopedias. Look, this encyclopedia says there's no such thing as Sasquatches. I'm like, oh, well, whatever. Like, then you explain this fucking book. And like, well, it's just you with an overactive imagination. So, uh, and I don't know. I, so I just stopped talking to anybody about it because what was the point, right? Like, if they're just. Well, yeah, and you didn't want to, yeah, you, yeah. you didn't want them to start thinking well, yeah, crazy. Exactly. And I'm like, oh, they're just like, oh, leave him alone. Just, His mom yeah. just died. You know, it's just, 
during the the experience in the woods was there did you um do you remember any sort of smells at all no actually that's that's the weird thing it's like everything out there no matter where you were basically had the same smell no matter where you were and i don't remember ever smelling anything other than just just like the same smells everywhere like there was nothing that there's nothing that made that gave itself away because they say sasquatches you smell them coming again like i I didn't really research any of it till later i experienced the stuff first Mm -hmm. then tried to find answers and i actually found a group of people uh, the United States that were tracking, like I said, have you ever seen a footprint like this? And I drew it. And he's like, oh, you mean like this? And he sent me a photograph of the exact same footprints. Some of them were six feet long. Like not, not six feet apart. Well, I just want to be clear, like the footprint itself, like on the bank of this beach, like uh, it was like the, the, the three toes in the front and the big heel print in the back. But this footprint was like six feet long. One footprint. Crypto Four Corners in the uh, United States. His name is J.C. Johnson. He passed away recently, but he's a very fascinating individual as a cryptozoologist. J.C. Johnson, who some of his friends called the Indiana Jones of cryptozoology, founded and led Crypto Four Corners, a group of enthusiastic and determined researchers investigating a variety of strange creatures in the Four Corners area of Arizona, Colorado, New Mexico, and Utah. The group's research includes Bigfoot, giant snakes, werewolves, living dinosaurs, dragons, centaurs, giant birds, Native American skinwalkers, and other cryptids reported in this remote and wild region. In addition to eyewitness accounts, they investigate mysterious livestock deaths and other suspicious incidents. JC was a professional river and outdoor guide for more than 20 years. His knowledge, attunement to nature, and undying faith made him a driving force in the field of cryptozoological and paranormal research. He also served as president of the North American Fortean Society. His amazing experiences will make you rethink the unexplained and leave you wondering whether you should check under your bed tonight before you dare close your eyes. After a long battle with pneumonia, JC passed away on February 3rd, 2018 in Fargo, North Dakota. I was, I was in contact with him for a while uh, until he passed away. But uh, he basically said that they track whatever these things are in the United States, the, uh, the Four Corners area of the United States. And that's the yeah. uh, Skinwalker area. So he thinks ranch. possibly they're migratory. I don't know. He was trying to look at it from a scientific point of view when he talked to me about it. like Because uh, he, he showed me recordings of their voices and like the really bizarre shit that these guys showed me. Uh, and I, I loved it, man. Because like, it was it was eerie because of how similar it was to what I, what I was experiencing out, out in the out Drayton Valley area. And then they're going through the stuff in the, uh, mm-hmm. they're going through the stuff in the, uh, in the United States, like even in like uh, Four Corners area. And that's why they're called Crypto Four Corners, right? It's like, uh, they have a lot of really cool videos. Um, but the thing is, is like, uh, when I would talk to them, it, it almost felt like, okay, well, I'm, at least I'm not alone in this and I'm not crazy. These are like scientists. These are cryptozoologists, like actually tracking these things, you know? putting money and time and effort yeah. these guys i remember jc was on tvs on a couple of tv shows cryptozoology tv shows so it's not like this these aren't just like nobody's out there for sure i've gone down the jc johnson oh, yeah, before yeah. on youtube so i i can completely i can confirm that that they're very interesting videos and they 
definitely well, yeah, I mean, show some cool they're stuff. trying to investigate a phenomenon the same way you know i mean just like anybody else everyone's trying to find answers when they when they encounter this kind of a phenomenon like a lot of it just doesn't yep. it, it's so out of the norm some of it you know like, like, like i'm not talking about your classic right. ghost stories your classic ufos or whatever the mainstream kind of shit talks about right i'm talking about like not just like okay i something to do with that town of drain valley because there's tunnels underneath that town that nobody knows where they came from you know there's, there's so many haunted hotels and bars you know and and nobody talks about how they became haunted you know like just that they are haunted you know and uh, and these bars have changed hands like the only time these bars change hands is when something terrible happens and then everybody starts hanging out at a different bar it's a small town right well no, it's not small town like I, yeah it's a town of 7000 right but everybody hangs up at the one bar hotel until some bad happens they go to a different one right so it, it's a small right. kind of a community but there's a lot of weird stuff that goes on that nobody talks about like just swept under the carpet you know but uh, like the tunnels right. is one thing nobody knows where they're from so let's let's talk about these tunnels how where, where uh, did you first hear about people tunnels? talked about it at, some people talked about it at school like oh what did you hear you know hear about the tunnels and apparently they go all the way to the river right i don't know I, i've never been down them but i did right. talk to a uh, quote unquote gang <laughs> from train valley okay <laughs> well, a gang from train valley okay that said they used to use the tunnels to get from the mill to the bar and that's why they walled them up in the bar because Yeah, they'd be running at night and they, these guys would all just come walking out of the basement like hey how's it going you know and they they walked there from the from the uh, from the mill and they said they never saw anything weird down there other than like a big spider or a big old muskrat you know they they were big enough that you okay. could like hunch over and walk through them but they were man-made tunnels i saw the entrance the in the old hotel it's big it, well, i was like if it's it's if it's only as big as you can hunch down through the why is the entrance so gargantuan it was a huge fucking entrance that had been bricked off by the police right and everybody yeah. swears they hear weird shit coming from those tunnels screams and fucking you know like uh, howling like whatever it could be chalked up to wind you never know but a lot of people everyone was terrified of going down into those basements or into those tunnels but everybody was talking about them some people called them the witching tunnels or the witch tunnels some people said it had to do with bootlegging or maybe okay. underground railroad because allegedly these tunnels go all the way down the river get i don't know okay yeah but everybody was talking about it right like you apparently you get in through one of the schools went through the mill to the old hotel somewhere else down by the river yeah and it's interesting like i've the little bit of researching i've been done like just googling drayton valley and like yeah. un- underground tunnels and stuff i oh, can't exactly. find it there's thing. a lot of weird hidden things in that town everybody, everybody knows about it yeah and even even just trying to even just trying to research some of their like haunted places and stuff like no, uh, and nothing was i tried to, to get up. a paranormal activity thing going like uh, i was trying to make a documentary because there's so much weird shit in that town i tried to make a documentary of it i got no help from that town whatsoever nobody wanted to be involved even though they had all sworn oh yeah no i've seen this i've seen that this has happened that's happened not one person wanted to be on record as saying it i even said oh, i'll black out your face no it doesn't matter right they, no nobody wanted to be part of it you know yeah 
I know. That's and, odd. Uh, it it was frustrating, you know. Like it's almost like the the fact that I couldn't find anything online just well, is the like attitude okay. Board that, are they board. are they hiding well, it? The thing, you know, yeah. like is it? I remember one time because every everyone I've met from well, Craig well, yeah, Valley has a story. Time, too. There's a strange attitude towards those stories, you know, and. Uh, I remember seeing one of the. I uh, saw. So, okay, I was walking broad fucking daylight. This happened. I'm walking down the street. I'm walking down to my buddy Peter's place to work on something. Like I was making a video or something. We're editing, you know. So I'm walking towards the studio, and uh, I look up in the sky, and there's like there's just this UFO sitting there, right? And it it's moving slowly just over the town, like it, like your classic. And I like should you know just like your classic flying saucer, but it was like gold. I was like, what the, fuck? what the fuck, man? And I'm looking around, and there's other people out there, and nobody gives a shit. And it's just sitting there, and it's been there for a while. I remember I followed it for a while. I was walking, looking at this thing, and I and I remember talking to this one guy. I was like, dude, can't you see that? Like, look at that. And he looks up and he goes, yeah, fuck off. And he just keeps walking, <laughs> like. He doesn't want to. He, he, he was like, he looked what? up at it and he acknowledged, like, yeah. And then he just told me to fuck off, like, yeah, fuck off. And he just kept walking, like, he does, like, nobody gives a shit. Like, there's a there's a UFO over the town, and nobody gives a shit at all. Like, not one person, not one person gave a shit. I'm the only <laughs> one going. Oh, so doesn't anybody care? And like, no, no, nobody gives a shit. Nobody cares. What about your brother? Oh, they they, they were there. I was just like, um. This was like uh, this was there. actually okay. just a few years ago, right? Now, like, because there's oh, a lot okay. of stuff that like throughout, like, like I'm talking about, like, if if we go back to sort of like um, when I was younger, when I was a kid, I, I never saw any like UFOs or anything like that myself, right? Like, uh, what what I saw were those okay. things in the basement, stuff like that, right? But I did, right? Uh, when we were like basically, when we were a few years later, when we were out of living, we weren't living with the Joe Boyces anymore. We were living with our grandmother. Uh, she took us in. Uh, we were young teenagers, right? Like I think I was fourteen okay. at the time. And uh, like she took us in for a while, and my brother came home one night with his friends, and they were all like, they looked like they'd seen a ghost. My brother was angry. I didn't. Why didn't you guys stop? Why he just kept saying, "Why don't you stop? Why don't you stop?" And I'm like, he wouldn't talk to me about it. But I, I talked to our buddies or the buddies that were with him, and they were like, "Okay, well, we were driving back from Rocky Rapids, right? This big field on the way back from Rocky Rapids, and he saw like a big light in the clouds, and there was like a perfect like tunnel-like beam of light, like not illuminating the sky or anything, just shining right down in the field. But then the field was as bright as day." It was just all pitch black around, but they could just see this bright, bright center of like a, like something that was in the clouds that was lighting up this field. And my brother was like, "No, you have to go over there, drive over there, drive over there," because he wanted to get out and go into the light. And these guys were like, "No fucking way!" And they like <laughs> they just pinned it and just drove as fast as they could to get away from this thing, right? But then they said <laughs> it was basically like they had a, a moment of missing time because they were like. It took us a lot longer to get back okay. than it normally does, and they were like kind of distraught over it, like what had just happened to them. And my brother was just angry, and he wouldn't talk to us. 
right? And he like just went off by himself. And I'm like, well, I, I just kind of was like, I think you guys were taken. You know, like I think you saw the thing, and I think it was already too late. They either were dropping you off, right, or you just don't remember any of it. You just remember seeing it, trying to get away as fast as you could. But I, I just kind of thought, well, why else would you have been missing time? I think something took you guys. Really, lose. But in that same field, again, years later, there were other people talking about seeing lights in that same field, like flying around, like different colored lights. It was actually uh, there was a girl I was dating、mm-hmm. at the time that lived out there, and、uh, one night before work, I, I went outside, and again, because like Drain Valley,、uh, it's really quiet at night. Everybody goes to bed at the same time. Like every every place closes at the same time, and everybody goes home and does the same thing. You know, whatever, right? So big parts of the town that are just dead quiet. And pretty early in the day, like I'm heading, I gotta go to the bar about nine o'clock, nine ten o'clock. That's pretty quiet, nice peaceful night outside. But I hear this weird noise coming from the sky. And normally you can chalk it up to industrial noise, you know, because it's an industrial town. Yep. But This sounded like wailing. One, like a, a one was a low pitch, like, like coming from the sky. And the other one was a high pitched wail, like, like almost like a male and a female version of the same kind of wail, right? And, and I was just. Was it similar to those sounds that were going around I, on the internet I, for a while? They were calling them. Well, they weren't no, sure what they were calling them, like, like trumpets or like a wailing voice of pain. Like,、uh, yeah, no, the 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 ones I'm talking about didn't sound like a trumpet,、oh, but people were calling them like the the name. I think they went well, with them was like the well, trumpets well, yeah, of the gods or something like that. Those, I think I saw one of them, but it was just sounded like a far off like rushing wind. Right, but but it wasn't like this. That's all I heard.、Okay. Like, It was like an indistinguishable voice, but they were circling above, like in the sky. And、uh, my the hair on my neck stood up, and I was like, "Like, what the fuck is that?、Right? Like, what the fuck is that?" And I start walking to work because again, I was like, "No, it's it's probably just machinery. You know, it's probably just machinery. It's probably just machinery. It's probably just some rig thing, or they're, they're putting up, you know, rigs, or they're, or maybe it's you know." Like a, Maybe it's this. Maybe like I'm just like no. It's it's not something weird happening. Like that doesn't make sense. But it just keeps happening. And the, the entire walk from where I lived to the bar I worked, it was like they were just above me, howling. And I finally get to the bar, and there's this woman I work with. And I'm by this point, I'm like not freaking out, but I'm like, <laughs> it's like this is my employer. She comes up and she can hear it. And she's like, what the hell is that? Right, and I'm just like, just get inside, just get inside, just go inside. Fuck it, like, don't worry about it, just go inside, right? Because I'm just,、uh, I basically did security, so when they're closing, I'm there to make sure no one fucks with them while they're counting up the money and whatever. And I just watch the doors and the cameras while they're counting up the money and shit. So we hear the wailing,、mm-hmm. right? And, and I tell her, don't worry about it. We're like, let's go inside. I'd be, I'd be more comfortable for you just go inside, right? We, we go inside and they keep, they, they, you know, they. They、do their counts and whatnot, and、uh, we finish up for the night. We go back outside, and, and the wailing had stopped. But she, I remember I told her, "Just go home and don't even look outside." Like, and,、uh, basically, I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to go home. I'm going to go in the basement. I'm going to block all my windows. I'm just not going to think. I'm not going to go outside. I'm not going to look outside. Do the same thing. 
I was like, don't even look outside the windows. Like, just go, go home, go to bed. Don't worry about it. Right? Uh, they dropped me off at home mm-hmm. and they went home and I went into work the next day. And like, I went inside my house and I did exactly what I said. I locked my fucking doors. I shut all the blinds. I went in the basement. I just chilled. Right? Like, I didn't want to think about it. Because I just held this weird feeling like if I went to outside, I would like to something, it would go to another level, right? That I didn't want to encounter, you know. But I find out the next day that she, my my employer, uh, when she was at home, she heard this weird high-pitched like sound coming from outside of her house that when she described it, sounded like one of those wailing voices, but like the higher pitched one, but not wailing and wailing anymore, like a shorter noise, okay. like almost like beckoning her from outside of her house. And she said there was a high pitched sound uh, and she imitated it and it creeped me out because I was like, that, that sounds like the same pitch as the wailing from the sky, right? And she said, well, oh, she went, she heard the sound. right? She went to the front window and she looked out in the street in front of her house and there was just this, 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 like, uh, like a silhouette, like a head and shoulders down the feet, but she couldn't see anything. It was just like a shadow standing in the middle of the street, under the street, like, just staring at her, making this weird noise. And she imitated like, eh, 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 like, the way she imitated it was... Yeah, like it was like beckoning to her, and and, and she's like, no, and she shut the wind right. blinds, and then she went and she looked in her backyard, and there was another one standing in her backyard, just staring at her, and she immediately, uh, that's when she shut her blinds, and that's when she went into her room, and like, uh, she just started watching YouTube videos and tried not to think about it anymore. But I was like, I, but. Um, I had the feeling like it was like they had followed her specifically home or some shit like that or uh, I don't know I felt like whatever was in the sky like did it or maybe it had followed her home I guess Uh, but it was like whatever those creatures were they were now like standing outside of her house you know and there was a few different encounters not just with myself but there was other people that encountered them too and there's things that I saw that always there was always two of them and I became convinced that these things are like part of that town in some way. There's these two, like, I don't know if you would call it a wraith or if you would call what you would call it, but like these shadow things. And uh, I personally had an encounter with them years before that, but I'm not sure if it's the same thing she saw. Uh, but it won't, but, but there were two of them. Okay, tell us right? about that. And, uh, well, I'll tell you a quick one before I tell you the main one, uh, that actually happened right before I moved to the city. When, when I became convinced I was staring at the same two things that I had seen years before, uh, I went outside to take the garbage out of my trailer that we were at, uh, when my, uh, right before I moved and I looked up and there was this huge, like, uh, like a shelf of clouds, like this huge thick shelf of like clouds right over the top of us. But in one part of the clouds, there was like it, it, it was like a rectangular cloud. But in part of the rectangular cloud, there was a circular opening, like a 
perfect circular vortex opening and these two large black orbs that were flying in and out of it. And it wasn't like a bird that I was looking at. It was a circle. It was a big black circle, two of them flying in and out. And I just remember thinking, that is the things that she saw. That is the things that I heard. And that is the thing that I saw behind them all that one night. Right. So like, I'll, I'll kind of get into that one. Cause that like, uh, that was like, uh, one of those things that happened that, that, uh, um, it, it was polarizing because I, I, everyone was like, okay, he's, this guy's fucking bonkers or they're like, well, he must've seen something. Right? So it, it was, uh, just like a hot summer night kind of thing. Not too hot, but like broad daylight still. Like, it's not like it was nighttime yet. You know, we, we still had light. Okay. And it, it, we had 10 bucks to our name. So what are we going to do with it? We're going to go, you know, we're going to go get some movies or some games, like rent them from the video store and have a night where we got a TV party, basically, you know? So we leave the trailer and we have to go through behind my trailer to head down towards the mall behind, like, uh, to head, you have to go behind the mall to get to the the video store. It's like a straight line from my trailer to the video store. So it was a quick walk, right? Now, we start the walk, totally normal. It's me and three of my friends. And uh, and we start the walk, like, okay, what are we gonna get? Should we get a game, should we get a movie? Let's get one of each, you know, just the basic talk, right? Well, which game should we get? It's something that, you know, all the four player, whatever, let's say it's something you know, like, I'm talking with my one buddy about like, which movie or which game, as we're talking, I, I look down at the end of this alley, and there's there's two people. What I, the, when I first see these two people, it looks like a very very fat woman wearing like skin tight like purple pants and like a reddish skin tight shirt, and carrying like a black person. She's kind of like waddling, like she's so fat she's waddling, right? And next to her is a very very okay. tall, very skinny man who's bald and wearing like these big clawed hopper shoes and weird goofy pants and like kind of like an old just like a like an old guy dressed really kind of funny like from another era almost like a like almost from like I don't know if you know in Back to the Future those shirts that it's like those old school not old tiny but like those old school shirts so it's not a dress shirt but everyone was kind of wearing these shirts you know it's like the, the collar and the, the pocket you know like proper looking shirt like this that's yep. kind of how he was dressed right so I think nothing up. Okay, just keep walking. Yep. Right? They're, but they're both waddling. They both like have a hard time walking. But again, I don't think about it at first. It's just okay. It's, she's really fat and he's really tall. Whatever. I don't. <laughs> I don't think about it at first. You know, I would just keep walking. <laughs> but as we keep walking, I start noticing that they're not getting closer or farther away. But it looks like they're walking either towards me or away from me. But I can't tell if it's the back of them or the front of them. And I just keep not thinking. No, just don't think about it. They're just too far away. I can't see the details. Just don't think about it, right? So I keep trying to talk to my buddy about what we're gonna, well, what's gonna happen. And as we keep getting closer, my brain keeps telling me, no, no, it's, it's nothing weird. No, it's not weird. It, it can't be. It can't be something weird. Right? It, it, uh, don't think about it. You know that. Don't worry about it, right? And uh, but as we keep getting closer and closer, it, um. I couldn't, 
ignored anymore because their bodies all of a sudden weren't human bodies anymore. It wasn't a fat guy and a tall skinny guy. It was, what? sorry, it wasn't a fat woman and, and a tall skinny guy anymore. It was just these two things. And I, I, they, they had tiny little heads, tiny little heads, like the size of a softball, right? Great big broad shoulders and these arms that hung down by their feet. Their hands were down by their feet. And their torso was like extremely long, going down to where a human knees would be. So they had these tiny little stumpy legs. And that's why they were waddling. Because they, they were like having a hard time walking because their legs were so short. And and I'm like, no, that's not what I'm seeing. That's not what I'm fucking seeing right now. Like I'm not it's just it has to be something else it has to be something else and the more I think about it the more they start to move towards me and I, everybody's silent at this point and, and, and these things like it, it looked like a, like a three-dimensional shadow just this black mass that was not quite humanoid but like like I said tiny head really long arms really long torso stumpy little legs and they both start moving towards me and my friends. And I immediately became aware of, I am about to die. This is a predator. This, this, this thing kills and eats people. That's all I could think was, this is a predator of man. This is a predator that, that this is above the food chain. It was like, a, you know, an animal knows that it's in the presence of something that will kill and eat it. Uh, that instinct kicked in. This will right. kill and eat you that this thing is nothing more than absolutely lethal. But I didn't feel like it was evil. Just that it, that this, this power, right? That, 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 that um, this, this thing will kill and eat. Like, this is the end. You, you are, this is how you die. And I saw in my head, like, this spinning newspaper, you know, four youths found, like, torn to pieces in an alley, right? And I remember thinking, that's not going to happen. Uh, no, I, if I fight them, if, if I sacrifice myself, they can run, they can get help, and maybe somebody can get here and see these things, and I won't be just this crazy guy, right? They died in an alley, right? This is the kind of trick going through my head, and I, I, and I, <laughs> I start standing in, in a, like a defensive position, like I'm going to fight them, and as soon as I like kind of like go duck down into this defensive position, this um, this cheesy, for lack of a better word, TV effect went from the top of their head to the bottom like a wavy line like a like in a 70s show when there's like a when a transfer I don't, I don't know how to show it but it's like this weird wavy S shaped thing that goes up and down the body and like, like almost like a little screen like, like a screen wipe like, almost like when like it's some sci-fi thing so somebody gets beamed up almost like there's just this weird effect went over both of their bodies and and I just I remember going what the fuck Am I like, what the fuck is happening? Because they both, it, it happened to both of them at the same time. And all of a sudden I was looking at two teenagers dressed in winter clothing. One was a girl and one was a boy. The girl was shorter, the boy was taller. They had hair, they, they were wearing like sun, the, the boy was wearing like a sun ice jacket. I don't know if you know what sun ice is, those old ski jackets. Just bright, fucking weird, crazy remember, colors, yeah. and like that old ski jacket, and and like I remember thinking, what? Like, uh, 
because again I hadn't seen one since I was way younger and and then and it's not that hot outside or it's not that cold outside so it's like it's like a warm summer day you know and they start walking towards me at normal speed they're both dressed in like winter clothing and they start walking past me and as I look at them it's like hair and where there's supposed to be a face there's just skin it's just there's just they have their her female hair and his male hair and then where there should be ears there's just skin where there should be eyes there's skin where there should be a nose and a mouth there's just skin it is a faceless they were faceless people and they just walk past me and as i'm watching them walk past okay. me as i'm thinking this is going to kill me there was a voice inside that said give it a hug you need to you need to give it a hug and i just remember thinking what the hug it what the fuck like what the fuck are you talking about hug it right and i look over and my one buddy is standing there and he looks like a dog with his tail between his legs and i'm like can you see that and he looked at me he's like can you see that and i said you tell me what the fuck you just saw you say it and he's like i he's like dude those people had no faces and and i realized okay i i'm not the only one seeing this and i turned around and they were gone like it is a long alley and unless they could fly away like a you know they were just gone and they they had only walked maybe a few right. feet past me there's no way they made it to the end of that alley it's like a steep wall like the the mall is on one side it's too high to jump or climb the giant fence on the other side again too high to jump or climb so and you didn't hear them go over a fence they just disappeared thin air right and and we started freaking out cuz i looked over at my other two friends and they're looking at me like what the fuck what are you guys doing like what are you guys doing like i said didn't you just see those two things turn into those faceless people and they had no idea what i was talking about they said they didn't see anything in that alley at all they saw no fat woman and skinny guy they saw no weird small softball sized head long arm short leg creatures and they saw no faceless people they had no idea what the fuck we were talking about Yeah, so they were with you the whole time. Four of us in all. How many were there? How many were you? Well, so yeah, so, exactly. so two of you saw it and two of you didn't and, and see it. And I looked at them like there's no way you just didn't see wow. it. it. Dude, it was like there was there was no question. And I was just like, no, we just we just had an encounter with something and you guys didn't see it. It made no sense that they could. So we were like, fuck the movie, like let's get the fuck out of here. Right. Right? let's go up to our other buddy's house and tell him what we saw because like we're just kind of losing our shit like we were scared right so we start hauling ass up the street and we stop mm-hmm. at 711 i'm like you know what <laughs> i got this 10 bucks going to get some drinks or something and then we'll go to our buddy's place and they'll hook it and our our two friends that didn't see anything they're like no fuck this you guys are you guys are weirdos we're leaving like freaking us out uh like they didn't know what to think so they left Right. They, they were just like no we're done we're going this way you guys go that way we're done like you guys are acting strange and you're freaking us out so they left and me and my other buddy that saw what i saw we go into the 711 and um he stands at the magazine rack and i walk over to the just duly cleaned glass display cases for all the pop milk and juices and all that stuff and it's like a mirror you can see behind you all the detail right 
and I'm looking, okay, what am I going to get to drink? I go to the, like, 7-Eleven pop. It's like a buck for two liters, you know? So <laughs> I'm going to get some like, junk food, right? And I noticed, because I was a bouncer at the time. Yeah. There's a guy staring at me uh, in the aisle behind me. Like, uh, one aisle over and behind me. Uh, and I start thinking, okay, this is probably a guy I threw out of the bar, and he's probably going to try to fight me. Because it did happen... Uh, like it did happen sometimes guys would attack me on the street because I threw them out of the bar because it's a small town you know like it happened it actually happened quite a bit people would follow me home yeah. and shit but like um uh, so I'm thinking okay here we go again right like I'm gonna have to fight a guy in the fucking 7-Eleven now right and you know all because I threw him out on a Friday night and I'm like here we go and I turn around and look at him like what's your fucking problem I look at him I've never seen this guy in my life I've never thrown this guy out this guy is shredded like he's wearing like a Hawaiian shirt like an Alcapulco shirts, you know, like those fucking bright flamboyant colored shirts. Yep. And shorts and flip flops. And this dude is just shredded. Like he looked like Simeon, almost like ball, blonde, blue eyes, blonde hair, and just ripped. Like I've never seen a human with this kind of muscle definite. You know, those crazy steroid taken dogs. That I've seen in magazines like that, yeah. like just ridiculously shredded. This guy's looking right dead in my eyes, and he won't take his eyes off. Then I look, and there's five other of these guys, and they all look pretty much the same. The only the only differences is that they have different hair color and shit. Same height, same build, just ridiculously shredded. All these guys, just really strong looking dudes, all like in their early twenties, like. Like they, they would just these guys would kill us. Like oh, that's all I could think. These guys are fucking animals. Like, what I don't know if these are rig guys or what. But I've never seen them before. And so I go to take a step one way, and in unison, all six of these guys, wherever I go, they look. And when I take a step, they take a step towards me in unison. All six of them. And all I can do is walk. Every if I take a step step backwards, they take a step forwards. But every they only step if I step. I get over to my buddy and I'm like, dude, we're out of here right fucking now. He's like, man, you didn't even, you didn't even buy anything yet. He looks up and he sees these guys and he just, he's like, no, yeah, we're going, let's go. Right. And I just kind of hold on to him. Like, don't move too yeah. fucking quick. Right. And we just start back again. Cause every move we take, they make a move. Right. So I start walking up the, we start backing out of the main entrance of the 7-Eleven and there's other people. There's a woman and a kid in there. There was the attendants, and there was this great big giant fucking dirty mm-hmm. rig guy with a with the Canadian tuxedo, as, as some people call it, like jean jacket, jean shirt, jean pants, you know, like this guy head to toe, right? He, yeah, he had a wallet that was just double denim, yeah, so full of cash you, you couldn't close the fucking thing, and he's standing at the Seven <laughs> Eleven till, getting his groceries put into a paper bag now paper bags didn't exist anymore they had gotten rid of them and I remember thinking what the fuck is that guy doing and again out of what's going on these guys and I'm just looking at this guy with the paper bag going uh that doesn't make sense and I didn't know why it was just the paper bag caught my attention and then that guy that was holding the paper bag he stops dead what he's doing and he puts this giant fucking wallet full of money down on the counter and he turns and looks me dead in the fucking eyes and starts walking straight towards me. And the, the attendant's like, sir, your wallet, sir. Like, uh, like she's trying to get his attention. He walks straight towards me. These six guys that are in front of me, they, without even looking at him, 
without any verbal communication, these six guys part exactly three on one side, three on the other. And he steps right out between them and stands right in front of me, dead in the fucking eyeballs, looking like right square in my eyes. And he just stands in front of the like doorway of the 7-Eleven and crosses his arms. And he won't let me back in. And him and these six dudes, three on either side of him, they form a, a semicircle around the entrance of the 7-Eleven and just stand there staring at me and my buddy. Yeah, we're back outside the 7-Eleven. And you guys and are outside there. at this point? They're, they're not making a move towards us. And we, yeah, they're they're like outside, like in a semicircle outside? outside the like protruding away from the door, like keeping us gotcha. from coming in. And they won't take their eyes off us. Yeah. Like every step we take, they're just watching us, but they, they don't come towards us. But we, we And they're not saying anything. And they don't say they never said a word, none of them. And we just keep backing away. Like I never turned my back on them because it felt like if I did, they could close the any distance in a second and just rip me to pieces. Again, these dudes looked simian, right? Like these <laughs> muscles I've never seen. Like, dude, it was crazy. And so we get behind this building on the opposite side of the street. It's like a, a car dealership or some shit like that. And and I'm in this alley. And I'm going, dude, I can't believe this is happening. I'm like, what the hell is going on right now? So I sneak around to one side. It's a big building. I sneak around to the one side. And I peek out, and it's, I, I just peek out. There's no way, like, <laughs> just just my eye, I peek out from this one corner, and they're still staring right at me. And I went behind that building. It's not like they were looking around, looking to see where I was. They were, they knew right in the fuck where I was. And they were looking right at me as I peeked out. They were just staring right at me. I'm just like, okay. And I looked at my buddy, I was like, fuck this, I'm done. I'm going, I'm done, right? And I went home, and, and like my buddy scared the shit out of me when he got home because I saw this thing like I went home and I barricaded my door because I felt these things are going to come and finish me off either oh, those guys from the 7-Eleven are going to come and kill me or those things I saw in the alley are going to come and kill me so I went home my my trailer and I barricaded my door right. that in darkness you remember that tungsten rod that I used that I had you and my bro <clears> you <throat> smashed that dresser with it I grabbed yep. I grabbed that thing right yes sir. and I had this handle taped onto it at the time right uh, so, it, like, I wouldn't lose my grip, right? Because, why? Well, it's like, I don't know, just to defend the house, right? So I grabbed that, I shut all the lights off, and I'm just sitting there waiting mm-hmm. for something. I didn't know what was going to happen. But I was terrified. I was I was convinced something was going to happen. And sure enough, like, I'm sitting in the darkest for what seemed like forever. This thing comes waddling up the stairs. Just like the thing in the alley, just waddling, like having a hard time walking. And at first, it's like the, the door is locked and it starts, it unlocks the door and starts trying to come through the door. And I don't make a sound and I don't move. I'm just getting ready to bash it, right? I'm just standing there in the darkness. It doesn't know, like, I'm, I'm like, it's like, no, you can't see, right? It can't, there's no way it can't just try to get in. But it's locked and I'm like holding the door shut. Like, it's not going to get in here. So it slinks over, slides the trailer window open and starts like oozing through this fucking window. And I start sneaking over to it, and I'm just like, okay, just start fucking bashing this thing. Like, I'm going to be the first person in history to fucking murder a fucking alien. Like, I'm going to kill this thing. I'm going to bring it into the, for the, to the press. You know, and I was like, oh, man, like, I'm about to kill I'm about to kill a fucking alien, right? But then I, this little voice was like, hey, why don't you turn the light on first and, and take a look at it before you bash it? Like, scare the shit out of it, then bash it. Like, turn the light on, see what it is. You know, get to give it a good bash. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I like, go over the light, and I fucking, I've got, I've got that fucking metal rod over my head. I flick that light on, and it's my buddy, like, 
oh, it's this buddy of mine who's got rheumatoid arthritis. And he actually lived in the house, but he'd been gone for a couple of weeks. He's, he's looking up at me. He's like, is everything okay, man? I just, I dropped that rod and I clutched my chest. I was like, holy fuck, man. I just started screaming. I was like, you have any fucking idea how close I just came to fucking murdering you? Like, I just about fucking murdered you. I just thought, like I said, if I didn't turn that light on, I was just going to start smashing that guy. I thought it was a fucking alien. What would have happened to me after that? Yeah, wow. It would have just been a crazy, a crazy fucking lunatic out of a cult murders a dude because he thinks he's a fucking alien. And I couldn't help but think that I had been set up for that. Like this thing consciously made me see all this weird shit to scare the shit out of me just so I would kill my friend when I, like I couldn't help but think that. Like, because I was like, one little thing, if I hadn't turned the switch with that light on, I would be going to jail for the rest of my life because I was like, dude, you saw it like, that thing, that metal, that tungsten rod—it's like oh, crazy uh, dangerous. Yeah, like one, how one dense hit that crush a skull, no problem. Yeah, and, and I was just gonna go ape shit on whatever that because I thought it was a fucking alien. And if, if I hadn't turned that light on, I'd be in jail right now. God knows what. Like who, who knows? But it, it, I couldn't help but feel like something was trying to make that happen. Whatever, whatever this thing, whatever those things were, right? You know, it. it, it it felt like, yeah. And now, I'm, man, when I, it, it still bothers me. Like, what if that's exactly what it had done? What if this phenomenon, because I've heard of it doing the same similar things to other people, making them see alligators everywhere, making them see men in black everywhere. And one guy shot at this car because he it looked like an alligator was driving it so he started shooting at it it was just like a car with a guy in it like um the, the, these, this phenomenon can play tricks on people like to, to make them do these horrible things and that their only defense is oh i thought it was an alien and who's going to believe them right you know and who was who, what credibility did i have in that i was i was yeah. one of the cult yeah. kids you know it would have been oh, oh cult kid lost his mind obviously we all knew that was going to happen you know well, of course he did, right? Like, of course yeah. he murdered somebody. He's like, you know, like that, 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 that's what it felt like. This thing was trying to make it happen. Like, uh, how, how do you, like, let's say I did accidentally kill my friend like that. What, what would I have said to the police? Well, I mean, even, I done, even right? going off the idea of, okay, well, yeah, you, you thought someone was breaking in and, you attacked them well that's still manslaughter you know that's still yeah and and i mean it's canada you can't just attack someone breaking in so yeah you know you literally would have screwed oh yeah guaranteed i'd I'd had they they would have been like you need to plead insanity because you're obviously fucking insane right so yeah dude uh it, it it felt like i had been targeted all thing to happen you know and um I, I'm pretty sure I've told you you that story before I think I might have said that out of the corrupt that I might have told some like I've had the campfire story the one night yeah this but, isn't my um, first time hearing the story yeah exactly right and um I know I've told other people too but again like it, 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 you're encountering these things and it, I mean it, it wasn't the in fact, not only have you told me the story, but your other friend who saw it has told me the story as well. So, 
Well, well, yeah, 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 exactly, right? Like, okay, he saw it too, right? So, um, like, how would it have not been real, you know? But, I don't know, like, <laughs> did it, like I said, I think it might might have just been something to do with the town itself, right? Like, maybe those things are just in that town itself, or maybe they make those bad things. Now, I remember... Uh, the first time you told me this story, and then later on, you'd you'd mentioned that you were talking to a Native American, and he he thought maybe it was something. Do you do you remember that? Oh, okay. Um, when I talked to the Crypto Four Corners guys about, it, they sent me uh, well, the one Chief Dan, or I think it was Chief Dan. This one Native guy sent me a picture. Maybe it was Jason okay. Johnson. It's been a little while. Sent me a picture of these cave drawings or higher, like the these glyphs that they that they're down in that area. And, and one is basically of the creature I saw in that alley. The small head, the long ass arms, the short little... The, the, they called them the Thunderbirds. Oh, okay. The Thunderbird is a legendary creature in certain North American indigenous people's history and culture. It is considered a supernatural being of power and strength. It is especially important and frequently depicted in the art songs and oral histories of many Pacific Northwest Coast cultures, but it is also found in various forms among some people of the American Southwest, East Coast of the United States, Great Lakes, and Great Plains. In modern times, it has achieved notoriety as a purported cryptid, along with the likes of Bigfoot and the Loch Ness Monster. The, the old, uh, you, what you might have seen was two Thunderbirds. Right, the, the Thunderbird they come to do, they're, they're here to battle the Great Serpent or some shit. I can't remember what, what he had described them as, but the, the drawing was bang on. I was like, yeah, that's basically what that is what I saw. Right, that is exactly what I saw. Right, uh, the same shape, you know. And and these are like old old cave drawings or like you know stone drawings or whatever from out in the desert somewhere. I can't remember where it is, but the drawings like depictions of the Thunderbird. Right. right? And, and I just started thinking that it's the only thing that even resembles like so if it's if, if this native guy is saying well possibly I resemble if I had seen them but it's almost like he he had suggested okay those guys in in the store it's like they could smell them on me I had gotten close enough and he said now okay I talked to a uh, more spiritual like uh, uh, sort of like a, from a spiritual point of view right like a, more of a paranormal point of view I tried to get out because I, I I asked a few people what they thought right? what, right. what do you think this might have been not just the people crypto four corners like they sent me that drawing but there's other people I talked to and one person said you might have met uh, like some kind of like a, like a lack of a better word, like a demonic overlord and two Cerebus hellhounds, like three-headed hellhounds. In Greek mythology, Cerberus, often referred to as the Hound of Hades, is a multi-headed dog that guards the gates of the underworld to prevent the dead from leaving. He was the offspring of the monsters Echidna and Typhoon, and was usually described as having three heads, a serpent for a tail, and snakes protruding from multiple parts of his body. Cerberus is primarily known for his capture by Hercules, one of Hercules's 12 labors. I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, 
these guys moved in unison, right? There was two groups of three of them, right? I was like, yeah, I was like, what? Well, it, it's possible that you saw hellhound. Like those are three heads, but it's actually the same thing. But you're not going to see a, a dog with three heads. You're going to see this thing that's three people, but it's it's controlled by one. They all have the same controller, right? And that that guy with the denim suit was their master. That's why they just moved for him, did whatever he wanted. Like they were guarding him, and they could smell these thunderbirds on, and they were protecting their master because he's either a serpent or whatever, and they're protecting him from because they can smell the thunderbirds on. Him. So it's like I'm a threat, right? right? But they know I'm not a thunderbird. But they know, okay, we can smell the enemy on this guy. We got to keep him away from our master, or whatever. But like when he, when I heard this, I was I was just like, holy shit, man! Like, I, like when when you're being thrown that kind of information, you don't know what to think anymore, right? Because it, it, it almost started to make sense. You know, what if I did see two hellhounds? Maybe what is that? What a hellhound looks like? Just dudes that are insanely shredded, like that they all move the same, look the same, act the same, like dress the same you know move in unison they don't communicate with each other they don't speak you know like or at least what they look like to you like uh, yeah like uh, my human eyes are going to perceive them as these dudes but in reality it's what what another civilization another culture would have called a hellhound right you know and man it was like the shit going off in my head at that point I, I, I I for a while, I had to like back off away from it and never think about what had happened in that alley ever again for years. I was just like, I can't ever think about it again. Right. right. And um, because it it didn't end there. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this, please help us out by liking, sharing, and subscribing. And if you really want to help, leave us a review. I also wanted to let you know that if you have any questions or comments that you'd like to ask myself or Christian, you can do this by using the Anchor FM podcast app. There will be a link in the episode description. If you do, your message may be featured in the next episode. If that's not your style, send us an email at christianstoriespodcast at gmail.com. That's christianstoriespodcast podcast all one word at gmail.com also be sure to follow us on instagram at christians underscore stories for supplemental show photos upcoming info on new episodes and more and again guys thank you so much for listening and stay tuned for more i promise you we are just getting started